Well, it may have taken a few years off my life, but the Lakers got it done. They even the series at one apiece. They beat the Houston Rockets the second game, 117-109. to It was an exciting game. It was definitely a game of runs. Again, had about a million and one heart attacks during it. But overall, the Lakers got the win. There are some positives, and there are, of course, some things that we do have to address, some things that they're going to have to work on if they want to come back and ultimately win the series. So I have the one the only Laker dad here to help me break this very exciting game down. Dad, thank you so much for being here as always. Exciting Laker win tonight, Hannah. Boy, I'm certainly breathing a little easier now. I mean, man, this was a game of runs or what? Lakers really dominated that first half. They went up by 21. Then the Rockets cut it to nine. Then they went back up by 19. But then that third quarter, man, that was when we saw the Lakers just completely implode. And they couldn't score. They couldn't defend. They couldn't do anything right. And honestly, I was very concerned. I thought, oh, no, this is just one of those games now where we played so well in that first half. And now we're coming out in the third quarter, and they couldn't guard my grandma. And they definitely couldn't score if their life depended on it. And I was getting a little concerned that the Rockets were going to go up 2-0. and But that fourth quarter, man, that was when they turned everything around, especially on the defensive end. And they held the Houston Rockets, who were shooting pretty lights out, especially from that three-point range, to only 17 points in the fourth quarter to get this win. You know, Hannah, um, I don't. I, I like Frank Vogel. He's done a really good job this year. I don't think anybody can be critical. But if, if there's one thing that I can criticize, it's it's his inability to be flexible during the game. Everybody knows this starting lineup with McGee, you know, and KCP and Danny Green. It, it's not going to work. It didn't work in the first quarter to start the game. It was a disaster in the third quarter. Everybody knew, apparently, other than the Lakers coaching staff coming out into the third quarter, that he shouldn't start that same lineup again. He did, and boy, did the Rockets massacre the Lakers in the third quarter. It's uh, It was really ugly. Um, but fortunately, they were able to turn it around and have a good solid fourth quarter again once McGee left and, and uh, the Lakers got their players in place. Well, JaVale actually got injured in the game. He hurt his ankle. But I agree with you. You know, Frank Vogel's rotations just in general have been pretty frustrating. I think all of us Laker fans can agree. You know, it's frustrating when it, guys like Markeith Morris and Kyle Kuzma are playing so well. And really, that was when the Lakers played their best, especially in that second half. Markeith Morris came, I mean, in the first half, Markeith Morris came in and instantly hit four threes. And Kuz was, you know, really instrumental in this game, although he didn't play too many minutes. And then we see the coach just not play those guys that much. And especially, you know, you've got to be able to, these are the playoffs. And when guys are not stepping up, when JaVale McGee is struggling, when KCP is struggling, guys are struggling, you've got to be able to go with the hot hand. And it's frustrating because it feels like Frank Vogel just doesn't do that. Yeah, you know, Markeith Morris was excellent in the first half. He came in, he hit four threes. It was fantastic. You know, he's a big, strong guy, and it was wonderful. And I was shocked in the second half with the Lakers in full retreat mode. He didn't bring Markeith Morris in until almost the end of the third quarter. I I was, like, shocked by it. And Kuzma, actually, to his credit, he had one of his best games tonight. He was six for seven from the floor. He was very active. He was crashing the boards. He, He was fantastic tonight. But again, you know, it didn't it didn't hurt him in the end, but I was really surprised when he took him out, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter and didn't bring him back. Um, I, I think that was a mistake. He, coach is in love with Rondo. Let, let's just, you know, like it or not, some people do, some people don't. This coach loves Rondo, and Rondo's going to be the guy. 
You know, speaking of Rajon Rondo, obviously he had a pretty rough first game back. Now, obviously, at that point he hadn't played basketball in seven months. Tonight he had a better game. He had 10 points, 9 assists, but still, Rondo's kind of the guy. He gives me a lot of anxiety when I'm watching him because he still, for a majority of this game, was, you know, not doing us any favors and was struggling. He did have some nice moments there where he knocked down a couple baskets, but for the most part, Rondo gives me a lot of anxiety when he plays. So I don't know why the coach is so in love with him, especially when Rondo is struggling. It seems like he just is going to keep him in there regardless. And I think that's not okay because I think that Caruso has really proven that he deserves to be playing more minutes. I think, obviously, I, I always rave about Caruso, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with Frank Vogel going with Rajon Rondo so much. Yeah, it's 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 hard to judge. You know, he did some things well tonight. I mean, he had a good game overall. But is he really the guy for defensive purposes that you want on the floor, you know, with five minutes left in the game? I, I don't know. Maybe the answer to that is yes. But certainly, I never saw anything from him this year that, that led me to believe that. Uh, but, it, you know, again, Hannah, this coach obviously loves Rondo. Maybe it's his playoff experience or just his experience in general. But, uh you know, I would have had Kuzma in the game tonight. I, I really would have, you know, down the stretch. Again, it didn't cost them. The Lakers won. But uh, curious, curious rotation in my mind from the coaching staff. Now, two guys who obviously, you know, played very well tonight. Let's just talk about the two Lakers superstars here. We had LeBron James with 28 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, just one assist shy of a triple-double. I feel like LeBron's just averaging triple-doubles at this point. It's just pretty crazy. Then, of course, AD with 34 points and 10 rebounds. So our two superstars played very well tonight. What do you think? They did, and frankly, that's what it's going to take for the Lakers to win. I mean, Houston is a tough, tough team. They shot the lights out tonight. They had, like, I think 22 or 23 three-point shots made. The Lakers could only dream of hitting that many three-point shots in a game. You know, for the Lakers to win when Houston got that many three-point shots made, they, they were lights out in the third quarter. Fortunately for the Lakers, they got a little bit colder in the fourth quarter, and that enabled the Lakers to get some stops. Well, did they get colder? Would the Lakers' defense just tighten up in that fourth quarter? Because, you know, the Lakers, like you said, I mean, they were hot the whole game, especially from the three-point range, and the Lakers held them to just 17 points in that fourth quarter. So you've got to give credit to that Laker defense. And obviously, as we all know, the Lakers are one of the best defensive teams, and they know that maybe they're not the best shooting team, the best offensive team. They know if they're going to win games and they're going to win the championship, it's got to be from the defensive end. So we saw that in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers were just a disaster the first half of the third quarter when they brought that same starting lineup back. Houston took off like a shot. The Lakers couldn't defend them. The defense was was a mess in the third quarter. As great as it had been in the first half, for most of the first half, that's how bad it was in the third quarter because the, the coaching staff just didn't have the right players on the floor but you know fortunately they they uh you know they they kind of calmed down and, and got it together by the end of the third quarter and then you know they had a strong start to the fourth quarter so I think the main thing that I've learned from this series so far is I think the Lakers can win the series but it's obviously going to be a much bigger challenge than the Portland Trailblazers where we saw again them lose that first game but then just completely blow past the the Blazers in the, the next four and we're obviously that's not going to be the case here for the Rockets we have the ability to win these next four the or I guess the next three now but it's definitely going to take every single thing we have yeah I mean there's no question about it LeBron and AD have to be outstanding they were good in the first game but not outstanding they were outstanding tonight and you've got to get strong performances from some of the guys off the bench in the first game, they didn't really get that. This game, Markeith Morris, 
Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, even Rondo at times. They got great contributions off the bench to go along with the two stars. That's why they won. Exactly. Like we've always said, it's going to be LeBron and AD. I I still say I especially think it's going to be AD because I'm expecting LeBron to always be able to do something. But AD, I think in particular, always has to have dominant games. We didn't see him do that in the first game. But in this second game, I thought AD was dominant out there. Again, you know, 34 points, 10 rebounds. He played some really great defense. He got some really great rebounds. I mean, he was really dominating tonight. And that's when the Lakers are at their best. And then, of course, getting some contributions from some of their other key guys. And again, it doesn't have to be the same guy every night. But we've got to have a couple of guys that are able to come in, knock down some shots. And we saw that, like you said, with Morris. Kyle Kuzma, Rondo, of course, even Danny Green, we saw hit a couple threes tonight. So that was always really great. I think I tweeted, take back every bad thing I said about Danny Green these playoffs so far. He he played all right for us tonight. Now we've seen the Rockets and the Lakers go at it for two games now, Dad. So if you're looking at this Lakers team, what are three takeaways? What are some things that they're going to have to work on in order to get this next win and hopefully end this series on top? Well, you know, I, again, I said to you three quarters of the way through the game, it really comes down to defense. That's really what it comes down to. It honestly does. And when the Lakers are locked in on defense as they were for parts of tonight's game, and then the defense turns into offense, you know, that's, that's when they're at their best and they got to do it. But look, the Lakers can definitely win this series, but it's going to take the best the Lakers have. If they slough off, if they don't bring it every single night, this Rockets team is a very, very good team. We're talking about James Harden. It's not just James Harden. They got a great team across the board. A lot of guys can hit outside shots. So, you know, three takeaways. The Lakers shot free throws very poorly tonight. They got to get better on the free throws. They got to do better on the, on the boards. Too many offensive rebounds for the, for the Houston team. They're much smaller than the Lakers, even with McGee out. You know, uh, Marcus Morris, Markeith Morris is, is a big guy, AD. LeBron, they got too many offensive rebounds tonight, Houston did. Yeah, we've got to continue to, you know, take advantage of our size because Houston's obviously a very small team. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people just talk about, you know, James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook. When you're looking at this Houston team, I mean, man, they're deep. I mean, we saw Tucker hitting those threes, we saw Eric Gordon. I mean, they really are a very talented deep team, especially shooting. Yeah, they got a guy named Daniel House who I've only peripherally heard of. He hit several three-point shots tonight. They got a lot of guys who can hit three-point shots. You know, um, fortunately tonight... Russell Westbrook, I, what do you think about Russell Westbrook, Hannah? Listen, I like Russell Westbrook just because I, I love that he's the kind of guy, I feel like he's, obviously he's a little bit towards the end of his career now, but I feel like he's probably the only player that I've ever seen that kind of has maybe the closest to that Mamba mentality in terms of it doesn't really matter how bad he's playing, he's going to force his team to get the win. Now, I don't know necessarily if he, if he's that much like the how he was in OKC that he isn't here in Houston, but I like Russell Westbrook. Obviously, you know, he's one of those guys who's very hot and cold now, and he's going to keep shooting no matter how cold he is. So if you're playing against him, you kind of like that because you know, I mean, even if he's having a rough shooting night, he's probably not going to pass the ball. Um, but, you know, as long as we can stop him, stop James Harden, I think the Lakers will be okay. Yeah, look, I mean, Russell Westbrook is a future Hall of Famer, and I, too, admire his career, UCLA guy and everything. But man, you know, he can be really bad when he's bad. And tonight he was not good. He had, a, I don't know how many turnovers he had, but he had a lot. He was shooting very poorly, but kept shooting. And uh, 
you know, it, it just, it, he was like the one guy tonight. Everybody else was knocking down the shots. He was the one guy I was actually relieved when he shot the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of Russell Westbrook for you. When he's hot, he's hot, but when he's cold, he's cold, and it doesn't matter if he's cold because he's going to keep on shooting. But, I mean, anything else that you want to add about this this game, too? I mean, we've got game three. Hopefully, we can get the other win and get take a two-to-one uh, lead over here, but it's definitely going to be a challenging game. Well, I was a little worried, Hannah. The Lakers were sailing, you know, when they went up by 21 points. It looks like they were going to blow them out. They were playing really well. And not only did Houston come all the way back, but they took the lead. And, and you know, that just shouldn't happen, especially this time of the year, the second round of the playoffs. So, you know, the Lakers have got to keep their foot on the pedal and don't take it off. I agree. Now, predictions here. We obviously made the score prediction for this previous game. None of us got it right, I don't think. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know I didn't go uh, 119 to 107 or whatever. I, I think say. I said one. 15 to 110. You were close. And yeah, you were close, but not I, quite. Yeah, I think you I'm were, not going to Venmo you $25. <laughs> sorry. No, I didn't win. I didn't win. <laughs> but anyway, that is going to be it for this game to recap. Again, the Lakers, even the series at one apiece. We're going to be back at it again after game three. Hopefully, the Lakers will be able to win that game as well, and we'll get a two to one series lead. But until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. So glad you are enjoying the podcast. And Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, guys.